So following on from that League Cup final defeat, um, Rangers did manage to exact a bit of revenge on Celtic at the end of the month in the New Year Old Firm. What was your thoughts on that day? Uh, my thoughts on that day, Chris, were, <laughs> I'll be brutally honest, I thought we were going to win the league. That was a immense day, so it was. Uh, we battered Celtic that day. We were unbelievable. We showed title-winning spirit. Big Katic was phenomenal. A rock at the back. Morelos bullied Celtic's defence, even though he got sent off and he didn't score, but still, he was tremendous on the day. Ryan Jack, phenomenal too. And David, you you the same as me. Like when we beat Celtic in, the old, in, in that old firm game at New Year, you in the same mindset where we're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to go on and win 55. I'm, yeah, mate, 100%. I'm going to be honest. I, 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 probably looking back, it probably was big headed for all of us to dream and believe that we would. Um, but at the time, like we were just on a good run. Like we lost to Celtic prior, but we battered them. We then we then won two one in this game, deservedly so, my opinion. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought it was our time to be honest. I thought we were hundred percent going to do it. Yeah, and uh, we got let's be honest, we got very ahead ourselves. And uh, obviously, Katic and Ryan Kent are posting photos on the on the Instagram doing the celebrations and whatnot, and we were all <laughs> lapping it up. We were. Because we felt as all right, we've got this now. Celtic are going to crumble, and then Dubai happened. Celtic <laughs> <laughs> like, Dubai. and Rangers have took well. I shall I say Rangers and Celtic. Uh, I need to phrase it rightly. Rangers and Celtic have <laughs> two very bad relationships with Dubai. No, definitely not. I know, like the uh, fact that said- yeah, the fact that we went to Dubai. We came back in the second half of the season. Dave, we were a completely different outfit. Dubai should be blacklisted from Rangers for the rest of history. I don't know what the water is over there. That's healthy too, yeah. I don't know what the water is over there, but we were we were playing like 2016 Rangers. Like we, we had no rhythm, no anything. I remember even Gerard at one point didn't, recognize anyone <laughs> he, he didn't know what happened and i don't think we had no clue what happened like what happened <laughs> i know like, like it was beyond bizarre like you couldn't put like a finger on it like genuinely you know i, I remember we were playing i think it was stranraer in the scottish cup when we came back i think that that, that might have been our first game back if i recall play stranraer and i was at the game and i was just like we looked completely off it we look just so disenchanted. We just look so. Dif- I don't know. There was just there was no tempo. There was no energy. No urgency. Nothing. It, it, it was like we we just beat Celtic before New Year. Come on, like this is in our grasp. And then I don't know what it was. The players just. I think at that point they couldn't cope with the pressure. I think that was mainly due to it. I think the pressure got to them and the hype got to them. The fact that mm. the Rangers fans were bigging the Rangers players up by basically saying, right, we're going to go on and win this 55. Right, We beat Celtic 2-1 at Parkhead the first time in nine years. We've got this. Yeah, and I 100% agree. Plus, like, that, this was a new, newish squad. So the fact that 
this is the first time getting all this media attention and all this hype around them. You're probably right. They probably didn't know how to handle it. Um, and I, I remember that Stranwar game too. We were just so off of it. And then I'm pretty sure we played Hearts soon right after that. We lost. I remember I Stephen, Naismith, I, Stephen Naismith scored against us. And of I remember, people. of all people, and I remember, is this the man that's going to change the whole season? And to be honest, he probably did. <laughs> no, no, 100%. Because it was, that was a, a real slow one to take. That was a game-changing point for us. And then, I know you're coming to this, Chris, but I need to mention the, the Kamarnock game where we got beat yeah. of Kamarnock. If I, if I recall right, it finished 2 1. 2 1, yeah. That's one of the. Yeah, I, I remember I was up to the E for that. Uh, it was actually even as uh, like anniversary for like when we met. Like, so we went out for drinks that night and uh, we went to the walkabout to watch the game, right? And uh, I was buzzing, Scotty Arfield scored a screamer, man, all that, and I fucking, oh, excuse my language, I was in a great mood. <laughs> and I was like, that's fantastic, man, brilliant. And then, obviously, we get beat. The referee was horrendous. He was, let's be honest, Scottish referees are terrible. Right? Get beat 2-1, and then I was just like, league's done now. Like, even though the ref was horrendous, but we, we had enough quality on the pitch to beat Kilmarnock that night and Dave you remember I think you remember that night as well where Arfield scored that screamer and then we ended up just losing the game Dave oh Dave's not there having like flashbacks like bad flashbacks of that commander game that's why i thought you weren't there <laughs> <laughs> hello darkness my old friend <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm gonna keep that and i won't need that out actually that's quite funny. Uh, no i keep it in screw it um no no i completely agree like that was like we also just was it we drew with Aberdeen before or after that game as well? No, no. Oh, and... mate, that was a horrendous game, man. That was oh, terrible, mate. <laughs> like, literally, it made it even worse, right? See, after the game finished, I was waiting and I, I subbed two for about 25 minutes and it made it even worse. I'm just like, get me home, man. Like, I cannot follow <laughs> this nonsense. It was, mate, it was a worse, man. But yeah, it was just going from bad to worse, like... Like the fact that even like see after that game, I'll never forget. I would see the Aberdeen players that were going up to their fans, literally celebrating like they beat us. They were celebrating the fact we got a draw. Oh, <laughs> it's so painful and embarrassing. Yeah, another bad loss. Uh, have to bring up guys. Um, the one 0 defeat uh, I brought to Hamilton. That was uh, that was probably I would say that was the. The, the worst defeat in Stevie G's reign as manager. That was the night where the Rangers support was completely divided, like on Steven mm-hmm. Gerrard, where you would look on Twitter, Rangers fans were calling for Gerrard to go. People like me were defending Gerrard to the hill because I was like, right, listen, it is that is a horrendous result. It's embarrassing. The second half of the season has been pathetic. We went out, the, out to the cup to hearts. Yes, European run is good, but domestically it's been pathetic. And uh, I was defending Gerard because I was just like, listen, the guy deserves time. We, I keep saying this, I sound like a parrot repeating it, but I always said to people, listen, when we appointed Gerard, the guy's a rookie manager. 
He deserves time. There's going to be bumps along the road, and this is a big bump. And this is what we're going to get when you appoint someone like Gerard. Even though he's a great player, it, he was a, a box office name. When you appoint someone like that who's never had any managerial experience, it's a risk, but you need to give him time. You can't just like hit the panic button, but oh, okay, that's it after two years, you know. And Gerard at that point dramatically improved us. So I felt as though I can, I felt as though the, the reactions from Rangers fans were understandable at the time. And uh, I can see where they, where they were coming from, but you can see where I think they, they could see where I was coming from, where I, where, where I was defending them. But David, what was your stance at that point when you lost to Hamilton? Like, where were you at, Gerard? What was your thoughts in Gerard at that point? I I couldn't believe what I was seeing in Gerard. I thought this man in the space of literally like I, I'd say a year because this season prior to the Hamilton and after Dubai situation, we were I like um, like I, we thought we were going to win it this that season. So prior like literally one year is all it took for a Rangers side to compete with Celtic. And the fact that, like, if you look at Klopp, he, he took him a couple of seasons to get to Liverpool and bang, Premier League champions, Champions League champions for the first team in years. Like, as you said, he's a rookie man. He deserved some amount of time. And the fact that he did that much with us in the space of a year and proved us that much in the space of a year. And people are on his back because... This was meant to be our season. He's the one that got us to that point in the first place. I just couldn't believe it. I, I just, I just felt like, like give him, give him, like see if they sacked him. I would have been so disappointed because I thought give him another season. If he loses it that season, then we can maybe look about thinking other options. But the way we were playing, the way like the results weren't the best after, but the results in Europe in general were so exciting. I, I just I couldn't see a way that he was going to leave. I just couldn't see it. Well, I think see everything you said there, David. I absolutely agree, hundred percent. Because I was in the mindset of like, listen, I can understand why people want Gerard to go at this point, but at least give him another season. Like this is obviously one of the biggest seasons in our history because Celtic are going for ten. If Gerard lets him get the ten, there's no going back from that. Even if he won a cup, there's no going back for that. He needs to go. So Gerard knew himself that the fact that this season, the 2020-2021 the season, was a huge season and they delivered massively, which we will come to. But if see, even if Gerard couldn't deliver the title uh, this season, I think he would have walked 100%. He, he would have said to the board, here, I know I'm going to get sacked. Listen, I'm just going to walk because I've failed here. You know, and Gerald's that type of guy, you know, he, he's, he had such high standards. And, um, but going back to that Hamilton game, that was um, a real, real so on, Chris, real so on, where I was just like, what's happened to this team? You know, and then, like, it's like two different teams. We see their performances in Europe playing unbelievable, beating teams like Braga. And we can't forget the Braga night, but which I really want to come to. I know we've jumped ahead, yeah. but I want to come to it. Um, like beating teams like Braga, Porto to get beaten off Hamilton, it's it, the mind boggles. Yeah, I'll just touch a bit more on that um, Braga game and causes we're touching on the European run. Um, bit of January business, Yanis Hadji on loan. Um, 
he had a big night the home game against Braga, didn't he? Boys, what a what a game that was, man. Like Dave, were you at that game? Nah, I wasn't sadly. I was there, mate, and uh, oh, what a roller coaster of emotions, genuinely. First half, half time, right? First half is terrible at half time. Like, you know how you went at half time, you go up to the, the concourse and you're all talking to each other and that, and you're talking about the game. Everyone was fuming, mate. Trust me, everyone was fuming, livid, slaughtering in every single player on the pitch, slaughtering Gerard. And some, you know, some fans were leaving the stadium at that point. Some fans were just walking out saying, I can't be bothered watching this nonsense. And then second half happens. Excuse my language, sorry. <laughs> Haji, <laughs> Haji, unbelievable. Haji just tore that game apart, man. We won 3-2. I've never seen anything like that. Just, like, what a contrast in performances. First half dreadful, second half, we were on fire. It was probably one of the best games I've ever seen. I'm not even gonna lie. I I will remember that so vividly because I was um I remember I was in a call with my friend watching it, and I remember saying, "There's no way this is gonna happen." And then Hadji gets that free kick, and I remember telling my friend, "Yeah, if he scores this, I'll get a tattoo of him on my um, on somewhere." And he, he actually tattoo? did it. And uh, n- <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Mate, no you, you need to get it. You need to get it now. <laughs> Don't even even I'm disappointed um, you've not got it. <laughs> I could no, because I was just in shock. I remember, I remember I had to like, I remember I had to mute myself because I I just couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna have to get a tattoo of that um, on somewhere in my body. But the fact that it happened, like, I mean, I would happily get a tattoo because it was unbelievable. The the euphoria I got from when that free kick went in. Oh my god! <laughs> Sensational, so it was, man. And then obviously we beat Braga. 3-2. Remarkable comeback. No, sorry. Uh, you know, I'm jumping ahead here, actually. We we played Bragging the week after. In the second leg, Ryan Kent scores, beat them 1-0. Last 16. Mm-hmm. Then we get put out of Hearts. We get put out of the cup. Put out the cup from Hearts. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, it was just... I remember Ryan Kent said in an interview, uh, I think it was actually after the Bragg game, it was like, he got asked, why is Rangers... Form so poor domestically, but brilliant in Europe. And Ryan Kent, Ryan Kent said something, something to effect of, um, it was like, oh, sometimes, uh, like when we play at Ibrox or we would play in the like in the league, we feel a bit of pressure. But in Europe, we're always the underdogs, and we we thrive on that. And I'm just like, this is not what what I want to hear from a Rangers player. <laughs> like we should never be underdogs. Like we should always be the the big threat. If you know what I'm saying, like, so at that point I had major concerns about the mentality of this Rangers team at that, that at that point. But obviously I've been proved wrong. But at that point I was very worried, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially with like you've got like playing Rangers at Ibrox. I think any team would be scared from that. Like, and I remember Buffon and I think Chavi said. Ibrox is one of the scariest and best atmospheres in the world. Yeah. And that alone could literally frighten teams. So you should never, you should never ever think going in that they're underdogs. Yeah, they might not be the better team than them, but especially at Ibrox, Rangers should be able to get somewhere 
and not like show up. Um, like that, like like we showed against Braga, like that game was unbelievable, and then against Hearts, like it's just a different mentality. I think I think they just at the time the Rangers players had a different mindset where Europe, everyone's watching, and then you've got just the Scottish league where everything's going wrong. It's I, I don't know what happens. It's so bizarre. It was such a bizarre season. It was hundred percent. Yep. Um, so, coming to the conclusion of that season, the early calling season, so Celtic were comfortable at the top thanks to sorry, uh, Rangers' inconsistent run. Um, Rangers did indeed have a game in hand. Um, the league was postponed on the Friday after the Bayer Leverkusen game on the Thursday night. There was meant to be the old firm that Sunday, so ultimately we'll never know how truly how the season would have played out, but... Uh, yeah, Celtic were declared champions, so I know that left a bit of a sour taste in your mouth. No, um, 100%, because um, I wanted the season to be finished out, right? Even though Celtic were likely to win it, I wanted the season to be finished out. And we spoke about this on the podcast before, but see the way Celtic handled their business around that, where they were so determined for the season to, to end early was pretty embarrassing to be honest right um, and like you see the fact that Celtic got delivered the title by a Zoom call it's embarrassing let's be honest I would never want us to win 55 like that you know and it's what, what what's your take on the whole thing Dave because it, like, at the time it was just when I seen some of the Celtic fans gloating about this title and I'm just like why are they gloating about winning a title that they've not mathematically won, right, with eight games to play, two old firms to play as well, and they're gloating about this. You know, fair dues if they won it mathematically. I'd be like, fair dues, right, just hand them the title, they've won it. But they didn't actually win it. Yeah, I just, I think it was such a bad look, not even just on Celtic and everywhere else, just Scottish football. Like, I don't, I think, I think it was right to postpone it, Obviously, because coronavirus. Um, but you should never cancel like a competitive league via a Zoom call, via anything. It should never happen. And as I said, like I'm pretty sure there was Scotland and there was one other country in the whole of Europe that did that. Yeah, it was just, and I just think Scotland and the France, that was it. Uh, it was it's such a bad, bad look. Like postpone it until the summer like when in summer everything in the UK was pretty much open like fans yeah fans probably couldn't go in but you could definitely still play football like and the fact that it was wards to them literally like three weeks before everything opened back up again I just thought it was it was crazy and I don't I feel like yeah they've won the league like it's went down as they've won the league but surely some Celtic fans must like I wouldn't say they feel bad about it because they've won the league, but it must feel like a bit like un like I wouldn't say undeserved, but there's just something missing in that Chris, season. How did you, you know? feel? How, how did you feel about that one? Like winning the title, well, get you were given a title like that to put it bluntly. Like, how did you feel about it? I I could definitely understand why because I think part of it was to let help out smaller teams and that and give them prize money. But at that point, with as things stood and. There was still a degree of uncertainty, but um, 
when it transpired that we definitely could have played it to a finish, I was disappointed because I was like, yeah, we could have played it out and I'm pretty confident we would have won it. Um, and then it wouldn't always lead to this split. Asterisk next to the title and their um, rivals forever trying to downplay what was a good, phenomenal achievement in getting our second nine in a row. So there was that to it for me. See, that's what annoys me is the fact that like the season could have easily been played out. See this BS about, oh, Scottish football does not have the funding. Yes, we clearly had the funding. Look at every other league and look what's happening this season. Games are getting played. The Premiership's still going on week by week. We're going to finish the season with 38 games to play, and obviously the Scottish Cup's happening too. So the funding was clearly there, you know. So there was no reason for the season to end. But I, I did, I was cringing so badly when I seen people like Lee Griffiths celebrating with like what was that, like a plastic league title, his back garden, gloating about winning the league. And I'm just like, well, get he was given the league. And, and I'm just like, I thought it was really embarrassing. That's why he's going to be gone from Celtic. He's an absolute um, terrible player, shall we say. Um, but yes. I know your strong opinions on him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Keeping it PG. <laughs> yeah. um, one last wee bit of business from that season. Um, it didn't get played out until July or even August, I believe. Um, the Bayer Leverkusen, the second leg. Mm. That was um, that was right. That was the last time I, I was at Ibrox, where COVID was. This is literally on the brink of COVID. Like this is, we're like a few days away from lockdown. And pardon me, I was actually contemplating not going to the game because of COVID, because of all the stuff I was reading, and I was like, oh, you know what, I can't, I can't miss this. <laughs> I can't miss this game, right? So, but I go to Ibrox and um, we get beat three one. We didn't play all that great. Um, Leverkusen, great team, you know. And um, after that, COVID hit. And uh, obviously we played Bayer Leverkusen uh, later on uh, in a, a few months' time. They beat us 1-0. We played okay, actually, but Leverkusen's top side. But yeah, <laughs> it was we had a great run in Europe that season. Yeah, I'd done Celtic getting put out by Copenhagen. Um, so we shall move on to 2020 uh, season. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the moment you have been waiting for. I've made you oh. relive like 10 years of heart and you've got a lot off your chest. This must obviously be very cathartic, but now oh. the really good stuff. Oh, um, so this is, this is the best part. Yeah. Uh, so building on a strong, well, was a strong season, began to slip away, um, but Gerard wasted no time in like building the squad. Yanis Hadji, permanent move. Jermaine Defoe became permanent at last. Um, and then added the bit of depth at goalkeeper to John McLaughlin, defender Leon Balogun, reinforced the strike force, um, Kamar Ruth and Cedric Itten, and the midfield Zungu. So, bit of a busy transfer window there. No, oh, 100%. I was, um, I, I was very happy with signings. I would say the standout from that, from the new signings that came in, not the Lonies, um, like obviously Hadji and Defoe, right? But delighted de- 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 getting in, but I'm talking about the, the new signings that we signed on a permanent base, like Roof. Roof, what more can be said? And I know we'll come to Kamar Roof's unbelievable goal soon, right? But Kamar Roof yeah. has been 
phenomenal. Like, Dave, you'll be in agreement with me. Like, Kamar Roof on the ball, technically so good, so good at drifting in, great delivery. So, like, you see in a one-on-one situation, he just knows how to finish the ball so superbly well. Yeah, he's, he's exactly what Rangers needed. I remember being sceptical. I was actually sceptical at first because I knew his form in Belgium actually wasn't that good. But talking to a few of my mates who were Leeds fans, they were saying that he would tear up the Scottish League. I know we've heard that saying before with Joy Barton and everything, but um, I fully believed him this time. And he's definitely not proved me wrong. He He's made Morelos work harder to make him in the starting eleven, and not only yeah. that, he's also he's also been in the team with him and contributed to just as many goals as him. He's been unbelievable. No, hundred percent, yeah. Like I've uh, loved Kamaru since he's came in. Like he's been tremendous, and you made a very good point there, Dave. Where last season, uh, Morelos felt as though he was obviously he was a main man. There was no one really challenging him. We all know how good Jimmy Defoe is, but. Morelos even knew himself that Jermaine Defoe would not be starting week in, week out. Morelos' spot was always, like basically guaranteed. But now we brought in Kamar Roof, and then we brought in Eaton, challenging Morelos. And Morelos was like, okay, I need to up my game. And the fact that Morelos got dropped for a few games, I think that helped him tremendously. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I was also at a time where Morelos' head was turning. Like, Lille were interested in him. I'm pretty sure Newcastle and other Premier League teams were interested in him. He just... I remember Stephen Gerrard saying he just wasn't in the zone right now. I think... Yeah, he wasn't. And I I think just seeing that... The fact that, I mean, the transfer deadline was passed, um, you saw Roof doing his business while Morelos was on the sidelines. I think, as I said, it just spurred him on to be better and... I mean, he's he's calmed down with his red cards this season, hundred percent. It's been it's been it's been superb. He's in, like he's improved in that dramatically. He's not like everyone thinks he's still a hothead. He's still got that kind of fire in him, but he's not the hothead that he once was. Mm. Yeah, he reminds me of he now reminds me of a Diego Costa type, where he doesn't get red cards, but he's still. He's still a bully to defenders. And he, d- he does some cheeky things, but it's by the book. Yeah, Dave, I need to say this to you, right? Uh, this is pure off-topic, right? But I don't, even I always speak about this, but you see Morelos, does he not remind you of Stitch out of Leland's Stitch? Just the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> does he not remind you of Stitch? <laughs> even I, does he not remind Just the way he acts, it's like, he's, like, Morelos is so cute, but he has a pure fiery side, right? Stitch is so cute, but he has a pure fiery side. <laughs> and they don't, they, they barely speak, if you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, because he's got, like, that, that innocent charm and, like, the, the, the haircut that he always gets fun um, laughed about at. But then he's got, like, in-game, he's just a pure... Billy, uh, I, I, I never said I, and then Lilo's like Gerard. <laughs> well, you, know, the, you remember the bit where, well, in the in the movie, Lilo Stitch, well, um, Lilo's like, This is your badness level. That's like Gerard saying to Morello, saying, This is your badness level. You need to get, you, get your goodness level up. That's 100% what he did to him the whole summer. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, towards like October, he was like, Okay, your level's down here now, stick to it. <laughs> this is your goodness level, Alfie. 
Stick to this. Right, no, you're being bad. Badness level down. <laughs> oh, tremendous, but... Oh, I need to clip that. <laughs> tremendous, but... All right, but Chris, how'd you go, mate? So... Yeah, back to the football this season. Um, thought we were on David's YouTube channel there, but... Uh, we're on <laughs> Check out David's um, YouTube channel. It's superb. Welshie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Check mate. out, guys. Um, bit free publicity. But anyway, yeah, after the season kicked off, 1-0 um, away at Pataudry on the opening day. Um, there was no looking back from there, really, was there? No. It, like, I remember on that day, uh, I was buzzing about that performance the way we played. Like, we bossed Aberdeen. We had a game plan to frustrate them, and we'd done that superbly well. And I've seen a few Rangers fans who were annoyed about that performance. I was like, listen, like we set up to annoy them and we countered them very well. We passed the ball about superbly. We frustrated them. We, we, we worked the flanks greatly. It was it was an all-round solid, professional, competent performance. And it, it was, it, it, the first game of the season is always essential. I'm going to be tawdry. First game of the season, let's be honest. I don't care how terrible Aberdeen are. Tough place to go. And when they play against Rangers, Dave, you agree, they give it 110% because that's like, like we don't care about Aberdeen, but Aberdeen like, see us as their biggest rivals. Yeah, they do. I mean, I mean, we've took, we've took some of their best players in recent seasons, so I can understand their frustration. That was... <laughs> um, but yeah, every like Aberdeen is never, never an easy place to go. Like even like if Rangers are on top form, I just said Aberdeen just they just there's just something different about when they play us um, and sometimes Celtic, but mostly Rangers. Out from what I've seen, that they just they just want it more. So you can never write off Aberdeen, but yeah, what what a start to the season it was. I was buzzing for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, man. 